Hello, this is Father Neil here. Welcome to the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil, for this, the, the February 28th episode. And today we'll be looking at numbers 402 to 412 of the Catechism. The Consequences of Adam's Sin for Humanity, 402. All men are implicated in Adam's sin, as St. Paul affirms. By one man's disobedience, many, that is, all men, were made sinners. Sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin. And so death spread to all men, because all men sinned. The Apostle contrasts the universality of sin and death with the universality of salvation in Christ. Then, as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal and life for all men. Paragraph 403. Following St. Paul, the Church has always taught that the overwhelming misery which oppresses men and their inclination toward evil and death cannot be understood apart from the, their connection with Adam's sin and the fact that he has transmitted to us a sin with which we are born afflicted, a sin which is the death of the soul. Because of the certainty of faith, the Church baptizes for the remission of sins, even tiny infants who have not committed personal sin. 404. How did the sin of Adam become, become the sin of all his descendants? The whole human race is in Adam as one body of one man. By this unity of the human race, all men are implicated in Adam's sin as all are implicated in Christ's justice. Still, the transmission of original sin is a mystery that we cannot fully understand. But we do know by revelation that Adam had received original holiness and justice, not for himself alone, but for all human nature. By yielding to the tempter, Adam and Eve committed a personal sin, but this sin affected the human nature that they would then transmit in a fallen state. It is a sin which will be trans transmitted by propagation to all mankind, that is, by transmission of a human nature deprived of original holiness and justice. And that is why original sin is called sin, only in an analogical sense. Anal analogical sense. It is a sin contracted and not committed, a state and not an act. 405. Although it is proper to each individual, original sin does not have the character of a personal fault in any of Adam's descendants. It is a deprivation of original holiness and justice, but human nature has not been totally corrupted. It is wounded in the natural powers proper to it, subject to ignorance, sufferings and the dominion of death, and inclined to sin an inclination to evil that is called concupiscence. Baptism, by imparting the life of Christ's grace, erases original sin and turns man back toward God. But the consequences for nature, weakened and inclined to evil, persist in man and summon him to spiritual battle. 406. The Church's teaching on the transmission of original sin was articulated most precisely in the 5th century, especially under the impulse of St. Augustine's reflections against Pelagianism 
and in the 16th century in opposition to the Protestant Reformation. Pelagius held that man could, by the natural power of free will and without the necessary help of God's grace, lead a morally good life. He thus reduced the influence of Adam's fault to bad example. The first Protestant reformers, on the contrary, taught that original sin has radically perverted man and destroyed his freedom. They identified the sin inherited by each man with the tendency to evil, concupiscentia, which would be unsurmountable. The Church pronounced on the meaning of the data of revelation on original sin, especially at the Second Council of Orange in 529 and at the Council of Trent in 1546. A hard battle. Paragraph 407. The doctrine of original sin, closely connected with that of redemption by Christ, provides lucid discernment of man's situation and activity in the world. By our first parents' sin, the devil has acquired a certain domination over man. Even though man remains free, original sin entails captivity under the power of him who thenceforth had the power of death, that is the devil. Ignorance of the fact that man has a wounded nature inclined to evil gives rise to serious errors in errors in the areas of education, politics, social action and morals. The consequences of original sin and of all men's personal sins put the world as a whole in the sinful condition aptly described in St. John's expression, the sin of the world. This expression can also refer to the negative influence exerted on people by communal situations and social structures that are the fruit of men's sins. 409. This dramatic situation of the whole world, which is in the power of the evil one, makes man's life a battle. The whole of man's history has been the story of dour combat with the powers of evil, stretching, so our Lord tells us, from the very dawn of history until the last day. Finding himself in the midst of the battlefield, man has to struggle to do what is right, and it is at great cost to himself, and aided by God's grace, that he succeeds in achieving his own inner integrity. 4. You did not abandon him to the power of death. Paragraph 410. After his fall, man was not abandoned by God. On the contrary, God calls him, and in a mysterious way heralds the coming victory over evil and his restoration from the fall. This passage in Genesis is called the Protoevangelium, First Gospel, the first announcement of the Messiah and Redeemer, of a battle between the serpent and the woman, and the final victory of a descendant of hers. Paragraph 411. The Christian tradition sees in this passage an announcement of the new Adam, who, because he became obedient unto death, even death on a cross makes amends superabundantly for the disobedience of Adam. Furthermore, many fathers and doctors of the church have seen the woman announced in the Proto-Evangelium as Mary, the mother of Christ. The new Eve, Mary benefited first of all and uniquely from Christ's victory over sin. She was preserved from all stain of original sin and by a special grace of God committed no sin of any kind during her whole earthly life. Paragraph 412. But why did God not prevent the first man from sinning? St. Leo the Great responds, Christ's 
Christ's inexpressible grace gave us blessings better than those the devil's envy had taken away. And St. Thomas Aquinas wrote, There is nothing to prevent human nature's being raised up to something greater even after sin. God permits evil in order to draw forth some greater good. Thus, St. Paul says, Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, and the exultant sings, O happy fault that earned so great, so glorious a Redeemer. Very well, so today our section was a bit longer, uh, and again, it's, we're making up for the short one last Monday, but today we're looking at these consequences of original sin, how the original sin has transmitted to all of humanity, that all of humanity is in a certain sense broken. There's a brokenness, there's a fallenness there that's transmitted from Adam and Eve. Again, we can't explain exactly how, but every human person is born with a slightly damaged tendency to sin. That our sin is not simply because we sin, not simply because we see those around us sinning. Sure, there is a role for a bad example, but it's more than a bad example. That we have this concupiscence, we have this tendency to sin. And then the Catholic Church has fought for a middle ground in this. In the early church, we had Pelagius. Pelagius was a very good English monk. He was a very strong personality, a very holy guy, a very good guy, very popular preacher. And he basically said that we could do what Jesus does just by looking at him. That Jesus was a good example and Adam was no more than a bad example. And we could do what Jesus does. This is kind of like an exaggeration of what the kids have for the youth ministry. WWJD, what would Jesus do? That in any situation we would just say, what would Jesus do? And then do that and we'd be fine. The problem is that sometimes it's not enough to know what Jesus would do. That we have this tendency not to do that. We know that we should love. And yet we speak, and yet we hate. We know sometimes we shouldn't say anything, and yet the words kind of escape from our mouths. There's this tendency within us to do wrong, to do wrong. You see your sister's hair, and you want to pull it. This uh, this tendency that's there inside of us, and yet the other extreme is also wrong. The Church has also uh, rejected the extreme of the Protestant reformers, of Luther in particular, that sees man as being totally corrupted totally a slave to sin that he cannot do anything but sin and the church says no that man is damaged man is damaged he has a tendency to do wrong and yet he has the power of christ that can help him to do good that we are free and this tendency that we have to do wrong this fallenness that we have is the reason why we baptize our children why even the babies are baptized that we christen every child when he comes into the world because the child also is suffering from the effects of original sin. And that this, um, and then also just finishing up, I mean, there's a very rich section we could talk, I could talk forever about it, but I'll spare you. But just in the end to say that God can bring good even out of sin. Even out of the sin, he can bring an, a better goodness. That this is what paragraph 412 was saying that even the sin of Adam could be called a felix culpa, a happy fault. 
this happy folk that deserves so great a saviour, that this is uh, Christ comes because of our sin and he can make things not just better, but even better than they were before so that our future condition will be better than our even better than our original condition, that we can be in an even better situation than Adam and Eve were in paradise before the fall. So now I'll just read the in brief section because we finished the chapter. In brief, number 413. God did not make death, and he does not delight in the death of the living. It was through the devil's envy that death entered into the world. 414. Satan or the devil, and the other demons are fallen angels who have freely refused to serve God and his plan. Their choice against God is definitive. They try to associate man in their revolt against God. 415. Although set by God in a state of rectitude, man enticed by the evil one abused his freedom at the very start of history. He lifted himself up against God and sought to attain his goal apart from him. 416. By his sin, Adam, as the first man, lost the original holiness and justice he had received from God, not only for himself, but for all human beings. 417. Adam and Eve transmitted to their descendants human nature wounded by their own first sin, and hence deprived of original holiness and justice. This deprivation is called original sin. 418. As a result of original sin, human nature is weakened in its powers, subject to ignorance, suffering, and the domination of death, and inclined to sin. This inclination is called concupiscence. 419. We hold therefore with the Council of Trent that original sin is transmitted with human nature by propagation, not by imitation, and that it is proper to each. 420. The victory that Christ won over sin has given us greater blessings than those which sin had taken away from us. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. 421. Christians believe that the world has been established and kept in being by the Creator's love, has fallen into slavery to sin, and has been set free by Christ crucified and risen to break the power of the evil one. So very well, that concludes our February 28th episode. Tomorrow I'll be looking at some of the questions that you sent in to me. You can still send in more questions. I'll do some more bonus ones. But tomorrow being February 29th, the leap day uh, doesn't have a section in the uh, the scheme I'm using of the, of the breakdown of the catechism into 365 pieces. It doesn't have a section for February 29th. So I will still do a podcast tomorrow answering the different questions that people have sent in. And if people continue to send in questions, if you have more questions about something I've said or something needs to be explained a little bit better, please send me in uh, your question and I will do another bonus um, podcast sometime next month or the month after, depending on the amount of questions. As usual, you can reach me through the website that's accompanying this this podcast, fatherneal.com, www.fatherneal.com. F-A-T-H-E-R-N-E-I-L dot com. God bless.